Hold up. Sweet. All right, let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode two of Val Underscore. The non-scheduled Brawl podcast where me and a fellow Val just discuss about any kind of stuff that relates to Brawl. I'm your host, Chance with Azin, and today we're going to be talking about what the competitive scene is like, and if you were to go pro, what your experience would be. So, personally, I have been trying to go pro, but I failed miserably because I haven't, like, really learned in terms of improving my rank. But I know, wait, as in, are you Diamond? I am Diamond, yes. Yeah, I'm all, I've am only cracked, like, I haven't gotten past 1800, which sucks. You know, hitting pro is its own wonder of spectacle because it involves a lot of practice and a lot of playing in the scene yeah it, it, it it's gonna take a long time i've seen a lot of videos from like people like rex a who are like asking is it still possible to go pro like it, it is still possible but you're gonna need like the most experience out of anybody honestly so yeah so we're gonna start recording at 7 p.m when uh uh, start this so what do you want to start talking about about the pro scene like the pro series about the drama that's going around it with the people who are not drafted like um, the separate tournaments like the other regions what do you want to i mean i'm down for anything honestly because like for example we could obviously go into pro series as it's the most recent thing we've had and you know there's a lot of discussion around pro series right now with how the format's gonna go how it's gonna turn out what kind of people we're gonna see in playing too yeah, it's going to be really interesting because there's a lot of people that not a lot of people know who are playing in this pro series. So, um, pro brawl. I'm actually pulling up the account right now. It says so, so uh, the pro series is a six-team org. No, not six-team org. It's a six-team competition with six players on each team. There's it, there's teams in the Midwest, South, MDVA, Northeast, Canada, and the West. And I'm seeing a lot of, like, big players. Like, a lot of players, like, you're notable, like, like, Travis, Bazon, a lot of other people. But there are a lot of players that you probably don't know that are also playing. Like, Dark Ghoul, I'm Llama, Parallel, Isidru, I3, Zexus, Wubs. There's a lot of people who you probably not heard of that could make a name for themselves during this competition. Or maybe we can get signed to an org. You never know. Hmm. Yeah. And pretty much it's going to be like a huge competition. And they did something like this in 2019, but it's definitely not as big compared to like the million dollar prize pool we've had in the million dollar total prize money that's currently being and will be given out to everybody at the end of the year. So, yeah, um, there's one thing I've heard about the Pro Series is that Van Thurl is who's one of the top. Up and comers in Brahola. He has a few big tournaments. He has some tournament placings to his name. They even got um I think his best placement was twelve at twos in CEO twenty nineteen, a tournament which he didn't not even get out of pools and ones, but I never really looked at the brackets, but they really did make a good run, honestly. So and um basically what the drama is is that Van Thurl did not get drafted to uh the northeast team which is sandstorm's team and instead in favor like every player like a bunch of players in the thing they picked dark ghoul of all people dark ghoul the the taros main use the yeti taros the probably the most obnoxious taros skin ever and he 
yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, the Taros, the Yeti Taro skin, which you can buy from the, which you can get from the Yeti skins or giveaways or whatever, it, it's kind of obnoxious, honestly. But that's just me. Um. Oh yeah, going back to the the Vanto drama. Honestly, I do understand why all teams would opt out against Vanthro. Because, like, here's here's the kicker that I don't think anyone else has considered at all. And it's the fact that when you look at crew battles, it's it's honestly, like, an incredibly different scene from tournaments. And when Boomy says, oh, Vanthro isn't consistent, and that's why, or Vanthro is only consistent, and that's why he won't pick him up, he's, he's right on why one shouldn't pick up Van right yeah no, he's he's right like hey um you don't have big wins except you know he does have these incredible wins he's an incredible fantastic player but even in looking at past that you probably wouldn't want to pick up van and it's not because van isn't a great player it's not because he's actually no it's not even because van thorough is good it's because looking at crew battles you have slots to fill for example in Northeast, which is the perfect example, you have your lead pick in Zinker, you have your second flex pick in Snowy, and you have your end slash anchor in Sandstorm. The other pick was uh, Snowy Simba. was part of the team in the first place. It was Simba. Yeah, Simba. You have, like, because looking at that slot, you have people that fill each and every role perfectly. You have Simba and Santi on the twos team, and that's literally stacked. There is no going higher than that. The problem with Van is that, you know, as, as fantastic as a player as he is, he doesn't add anything to your team. He might be, because he's kind of average at everything. He's too consistent, if that makes sense, right? Because if, even if you're looking at crew battles, you want someone that's explosive. Like, someone that can just burst out, take a couple stocks, and then just die. And that's all. For example, Dark Will, that's what Dark Will adds to a Sandstorm's team. He adds... Actual kill potential, if that makes any sense. And even looking yeah. at teams like South, we have Parallel, who's sweeper ones, like mega sweeper ones, that's added kill potential. Or Hardy, who can pull out the great sword and just do great store stuff. That's kill potential. Yeah, that is indeed right. You said a lot of things. First, by you for that. Honestly. Also, um, it's kind of like Van Thurl, like spoke out. He didn't like the fact that he wasn't drafted. I, I didn't really follow in the drama. I'm not like really into drama and stuff like that. But he wasn't happy that he wasn't drafted in the pro series. But he does have good results. But the thing is, he has not cracked top eight in a tournament to this point. Well, in a major anyway. So like all the tournaments, he's got 13, 17, 13, 9, like 9th in CEO and 2s in 2019. But, so yeah, he has yet to crack the top eight in... Wait. Van has yet to crack the top eight in any game mode. Really? That, I did not know. I, I would have assumed he's cracked top eight at one point or another. Yeah, but he does have some matches streamed. He has some of the matches streamed, like his two match. Like, at one point, they played uh, in CEO, he and the Penguin played Starlight and Revenge in that in a set, but they didn't end up losing. They did have some great wins. They beat Noel and Blood Diamond. That's the only team I can remember they beat, but they did end up losing the blue and simple and mm. well, winner gets top eight. Speaking of which, what happened to Blood Diamond? That this is a I, serious question by the way. Yeah. I have no idea. Like I, I'm still following him on Twitter, but 
I have no idea where you went. So, yeah. Anyways, there are also some other cool things, but I think we should get this fully out of the way, so. Yeah. It's honestly died out, but still, you know. All right. right. I still don't like. Uh, I shouldn't be focusing about that. A lot of people take Boomy as a bad example for the community. And um, here's the thing, guys. He has, like, a lot of fanboys who, like, dump on other players if, like, he loses to a specific player. If, if it, even if it's, like, a big match, like, in a tournament, they'll just have a, they'll have a tendency to literally just dump on them and, like, send, like, hate to the player that Boomy either beats or loses, depending on how close it is. Or maybe not even close. Maybe it doesn't even depend on how close it is. I mean, yeah, because Megdi got dumped, uh, dumpstered on Boomy, I'm pretty sure, once in a while. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and um, that was in a Parsec in one more tournament. I think it was Spring. Yeah, um, Parsec Invitational in the Spring Championship, he actually did that. And a lot of people call Megdi passive. I think that all started, the talking about Megdi being passive all started with that first Boomy versus Megdi matchup in the Springs. I mean, Megdi does play a bit slow, but the issue is, he's essentially playing against what North America doesn't know how to deal with, which is passive play. Because looking at, like, the top 32 P, uh, PR, right? Megdi is the only confident passive player I see. Everyone else is somewhat aggressive, and then you have Sandstorm, which is godsend, mega aggressive. There, There is no developed counterplay, I guess, for high-level passive play in this current day and age. Except, don't get hit? I think that's about it. That's all we have. Really. Yeah, it's really hard to land hits on players like Maggie if you're, like, not, like, experienced enough. And speaking of uh, passive, a lot of people think, uh, accuse a lot of EU players, like, simple to be passive. And I don't know why, because I, I watch a lot of the pro scene, and you guys don't know Simple, he was the guy from Germany who, like, dumped, dumped like, absolutely went to town on a lot of the pros from NA at the World Championships two years ago in 2019, and he got second after losing 3-1 twice to Sandstorm in winners and grand finals. And a lot of people just call him passive, like... Every time, like, I see, like, a set with simple in it, it just says simple, so passive, base palm emoji. To be fair, it's it's kind of a given, like, that, like, regions and players have, like, stereotypes. For example, uh, haha, Cost looks carried because he plays Lance, or all of EU is slow. Yeah. Like, like it's genuinely seen, and you don't, like, a lot of people don't get past the fact that it's a lot of adaptation you have to do. For example, if the entire region is slow, I don't think playing hyper-aggressive is going to get you anywhere. Yeah. You have um, to match what your region like, brings, and you have to be able to adapt on the fly. Yeah, that's really hard for me from all the tournament experience and all the games I've played. I'm more of an aggressive player than anything, no matter what game I play. I'm always really aggressive, no matter what it is. But... It's really hard for me to do that. Wait, what was I going to say again? A lot of people... I think Agno is aggressive. One of the more aggressive players in EU is Agno. And you guys obviously know he's the best player in EU. Third highest earning in the world. Most in EU. He won almost every single tournament. He lost two tournaments. Second tournament, then lost. 
unfortunately, was PCX, where he got dumped on by Simple's great sword play. Mm. And yeah, then Simple, Simple went on to go on to come second in PCX for the second year in a row. So, yeah, well, Pavelski won. I'm not sure if everyone accuses Pavelski of being passive, so... No, Pavelski just plays Val, so they all just accuse him of being, playing Val. But well, there, there's we, nothing else. Well, me and you, Azen, play Val. Yeah. There. Okay. So it's kind of a coincidence, but I don't think it should be a coincidence, honestly. I'm not wow. sure how long. It says 11 minutes on my clock, but anyways, I, uh, what was I going to say again? Going into Pavelski. Yeah, going into Pavelski. Uh, no, we should talk about the Pro Series and some weird things. We should talk about other tournaments as well, and like other topics that have been sprung about. First of all, this isn't really a thing, like, really relevant, but um, it, something's weird with Team Canada. So, you see, five out of the six players are Canadian. All Yeah, five out of the six players are Canadian. Like, everyone except for one guy that's Isidro. Yeah, Isidro is apparently either from Mexico or Virginia. Like, I saw, uh, I, I saw replays from 2017, the BCX 2017 World Championship. Like, I'd like to watch old VODs. It says yeah. he's from Mexico, but um, in this Twitter account, it says he's from Virginia, but he's not Canadian, which kind of breaks the point because Canada is all supposed to be Canadians, but Isidro pretty much made the entire... It made the entire concept of only Canadian players blow up in their face. Like, I really thought it was going to be only Canadian, but turns out I was wrong. To be fair, what I think Team Canada was going for was Zinker, but then Zinker got napped from them. He's like, hey, we'll just take Isidru. This is close enough. Yeah, Sandstorm. It was probably Sandstorm's fault. Yes. Or Sandtier Snowy. I don't know who picked the player. Maybe oh, Sandstorm, like... Sandstorm. Yeah, maybe it could it could be fair, like one player from the top the one player from the guaranteed three picks a player like if like for instance Simba picks Santi, like Simba and Sandy are on the are on Sandstorm's team, which it's just gonna boost their confidence and uh really think gonna make people predict that they will win the entire pro series, but um personally I haven't been a lot of Personally, um, I wish there was, like, Pro Series for, like, lower-level players. Well, um, it wouldn't be called Pro Series, then. <laughs> the Amateur Series or something? We have Clan Hollow. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. We have Clan Hollow, and that counts, I think. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but I haven't really found Clan Hollow. But in terms of Amateurs, one thing that I really liked was the LCQs for BCX last year. Like, oh, for EUNNA, both EUNNA, no matter what you look at, there were a lot of players that um I had no idea about come out. Like they like literally turned it on. Actually were like real challengers for that. Like in like EU you had like Tinix, Ariel, Scrape, uh Zapapi, that one uh I think it's Zapapi Z A P A P Y. I yeah, Zapapi. I have no idea, but he's the Azoth. The best yeah, Azoth from the EU, I guess. And in NA you had guys like Zinker, I don't think Zinker was You had Blue Guys, you had Zelchi, you had Blazy who won to get a spot in PCX and play Sandstorm in the first round, which was um it's kind of unlucky. Yeah, it was unlucky anyway for I think someone might have said that it would be unlucky anyway for the winner of the tournament 
Because yeah, the they do get a spawn. Sensed. Yeah, they do get like a guaranteed like a. Yeah, the winner would get a guaranteed huge prize pool come the final week of the year PCX. But they would have to play Sandstorm, which puts them in a big hole if they don't want to go for the minimum. I mean, yeah, that's true. But speaking yeah. of uh, BS, BCX LCQ of NA, literally 50% of BCX LCQ was from Toronto. <laughs> and oh, that surprises no. me. Because it was like Shu, Shu, Du, Zakoi. And I don't remember. There was four of them. It was Shu, Du, Zakoi. And then I, I'm going to look it up. I don't remember who the last one was. I yeah, don't it think true. it was Zinker. It was not Zinker. Zinker was ninth. And seed one because Zinger's insane, bro. Yeah, Zinker wins a lot of tournaments, like uh, like non majors. I think uh, when Kozlik streamed his run of the Mammoth Cup, I remember him saying Zinker is insane, bro. Yeah, I remember saying him, him saying that Zinker was cracked, and that's a really big confidence booster for someone like Zinker. Yeah, Zinker plays, uh, if I, don't, I remember correctly, Koji, 60 Koji. hertz. He plays on 60 hertz, and he's crazy. Yeah, that's um, also a unique player. Like, every player has, like, a unique playstyle. Like, a lot of players play on controller, but um, uh, I think, like, someone... I think there are some Switch players who game over the PC. Like, there's this one guy named BCX, according to esportsearnings.com. There is this guy named Esports Earnings. No, Beastly X, who has two wins of Switch tournaments. Then he went over to PC. He hasn't been doing the best. I haven't seen a lot of good results from him. Mm. But still, I think Beastly X, Beastly X is a really cracked player. Beastly X, it sounds almost like BCX or something. Um, I haven't seen him in tournaments, but it is cross-platform play with all the players from any platform. So who knows? A Switch player... Could break on the scene out of nowhere and just win PCX or something. Well, that would be. But you never know. And I just figured out who it was. It was Zelchi. Zelchi is from Toronto. Yeah, Zelchi. So yeah, what what was the other guy? It was. Um, it was Zukoi. Zukoi, Dushu, and Zelchi. Fifty yeah. percent from Toronto. Uh, Dushu, Zelchi, and Zukoi. Yeah. Yeah. Dush. Oh, I can't remember. The guy that starts with D. Let's just call him Shu. Shoe or Showmaker, I have no idea. Shoe, Zakoi, and Zelchi. So, yeah. And then, yeah. There are also some other players that didn't make top eight, but they're just cracked. I even met one of my best friends from that tournament. Like, the guy who eliminated me, I'm really good friends with him. Mm, wow. Tournament gives you friends. Who knew? Yeah, sometimes it does. It, it's actually held me on a few times. Like, we met for that, uh, Pop up mm. tournament for the new yeah. Shonamo with the Koku Panda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first time we played. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I think I played you once in Experimental before. <laughs> I well, I don't I... know about that. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, what do you think the best uh, pro, um, like state is for Brawlhalla players? Like, which state has the best Brawlhalla? Yeah, players? there's like um a ton of states. There's like Georgia, where Noel is from. There's North Carolina, where Ethan's from. At least I'd say Ethan is from Ethan North Carolina. Ethan is North Carolina? I think so. Yeah. And then Tennessee. I think Cody Travis is from Tennessee. But I knew no Java and Sandstorm are from Pennsylvania. Faison is from Indiana. Boom is from Illinois. Um, Wrench is from Wisconsin. 
And um, considering that they're um, considering that both of these players, both Java and Sandstorm, are just amazing, I'm gonna say Pennsylvania. Isn't Snowy from Pennsylvania too? I have no idea. I I'm pretty sure Snowy's from Pennsylvania. Okay, if Snowy's from Pennsylvania, that settles it. No doubt in my mind. Well, what if it was just a completely Pennsylvania team? The leaders were Sandstorm, Snowy, and Java. Oh my lord. Team that... Pennsylvania. Team yeah. Pennsylvania. That's it. That's disgusting. That sounds. They would disgusting. obviously win the entire thing. They're obviously going to win the entire thing if that ultimately happens. Oh. But it didn't happen. It was Snowy, Santee, and Sandstorm. Wait, is it, and, I don't um, remember. It was either Santee or Snowy from Pennsylvania. And that would still be absolutely ridiculous. Well, Santee's not from uh, Pennsylvania. We have no idea where Santee's from. Or maybe it's on a Smash GG page. I don't want to look it up because um, I'll just take a little bit. I'll correct myself in a future episode if I'm incorrect. But what was I going to say one more time? Um, hmm. What was I going to say? Uh, I think... Um, Okay, uh, I, I I hated when uh, I had to stop myself to think about what I was going to say and then it, like, gives me, like, a break or something. Like, a ton of, like, like silence in the waveforms on, like, Premiere or Audacity or something. Um, so, wh what do you think was, like, the most stacked and competitive tournament of our whole history? The most stacked and competitive? Yeah, like, I... in terms of... Because in... here's the thing. Since um all regions can participate, I can't exactly pinpoint, but I guess really thinking about it. Huh. Yeah. Um... 2019 was a bloodbath. Yeah. Like, Kyler Alice, we obviously know the Cody Travis season comes to Brucey if you don't Cody beat Ethan 3 0, and uh, according to his words, Ethan almost smacked to him, so. Um, Cody went to town on him, not just in game, but in a BM way, and he just left the stadium. No, not the stadium. That makes sense. He left the stage, and then in his next set, he got he got Noel went to town on Cody. He got his like his okay. He lost three zero, and he went home and just he just went home in disgrace. But yeah, B six one nineteen already had great. Like simple had like the best run of any EU player in any BCX, honestly. Maybe it could have been the closest, but I think the closest EU player to win BCX at once was Addy Mestic in uh 2017. He got yeah. the bracket reset, something that Simple did not do, but LDZ and Sandstorm are different players and 2017 and 19 are different years, obviously. What do you think was the most oppressive meta we've ever had in game? Because we've had a lot of ridiculous stuff from well, Greatsword. Uh, discluding Greatsword, obviously, because otherwise this would get boring. Yeah, we would just be ranting about Greatsword for like the rest of the podcast, which would be kind of dumb, honestly. But so I haven't been in the game for a while, but I'm going to be completely honest. I was in the game. I wasn't playing competitively. It was kind of the orb meta when orb was like being like the norm when dust came out in 2018, shortly after that year's BCX. Well, orb is one of the most cracked weapons in the game. I see Sandstorm doing like these plays all the time. Like, 
like at one point in that winners finals of B6 2019, he went to town on simple. He like did a side sig and then he angled it down and then he got the weapon toss. And uh, I'm not sure what happened next. The only thing I can recall is he doing the side sig and then the weapon toss. Hmm. That was and, um, ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I wonder there weren't like a lot of good like plays in that B6 119, but honestly, like what do you think was like a big tournament that's not BCX? Like that had like underdog runs. Oh, you know what the in my opinion, one of the most notable tournaments in all of of freaking Brawlhalla history has to be Winter Champs twenty twenty one. Oh, oh yeah, Java. It's just Java. I can literally just say I can just put Java in it and just stop there because like he went to town on everybody. He beat Cody Travis. He, I can only recall Cody Travis and Sandstorm. He, he took did. down. I I I'm pretty sure he took down Pierre. Pierre. Did he take I call down him Pierre? Pierre? I don't remember. I have no he idea. Took out a Pierre. Lot. Sandstorm, Cody Travis, but ended up coming second. He lost. He got swept by Boomy twice in winners and grand finals. Which is honestly expected, I guess, because it was Orb Supremacy during that time, so, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Petra's still one of the best Orb characters ever. Although we only have, like, five Orb characters. Wait, Dust? I'm yeah, not going to count it. We only have, like... Five, no, six, four characters. No, you're I think right. The last four character to get added was Petra. No, it's Reno. Did oh Reno, right? I completely <clears throat> forgot about him. Who needs the Glocka Roach when you got Petra? Yeah, imagine missing him. Imagine, imagine missing Reno, the coolest character in Brawlhalla for some. Well, personally, I think it's Bagyar. Personally, I think the coolest character in Brawlhalla is Bagyar. Do you have plans to pick up Magyar? <laughs> because honestly, like, like playing a character because you think it's cool is 100% why you should play a character. Screw meta. Yeah. Just play it yeah, because for... you think it's cool. Yeah, and for some reason, um, if I were to go pro and Guilty Gear Stripe, I would play Giovanna because she just looks cool. She's like the Secret Service agent who has like the dog around her and she does really cool stuff with him, with the dog. And, like Giovanna does cool stuff with the animal companion, whatever you call it. And I've seen some big players, like, I've seen a little bit of Guilty Gear Stripe tournaments. Like, VG Bootcamp does, like, tournaments. I like its place where they do, like, the glitch tournaments. I see some uh, Giovanna players just go to town on the other players. It's really cool to see. Going back on the topic. What, yeah. Huh. What, like, speaking of, how do you think they can fix decks? Because that's always been a very significant issue in the esports community. That no one knows how to fix decks. It kind of just exists. And if you have too much decks, stuff becomes broken. And if you don't have enough decks, nothing happens. Yeah, um, yeah, I have no idea how to fix it. I'm not really into the deck scene. But Boomy really started it. Like, Boomy, like, makes the stat memes, like, two death, two death. Hero, Ember, Jala, and like three attack, two attack, Lin Fei, 10 death, Magyar, 10 attack, Zol. A lot of the memes came from Boomy, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. personally, like the dumbest one 
in terms of how weird it is, is definitely too shameful and fake. Because it's stupid in its own right, but... I mean... Yeah, people people would be like, Lin Fei can have either four, two, three, or four um, attack, depending on your stance for her. It's just so weird. There's you, no reason like, to run any other stance that's not minus attack. Yeah, but yeah... Yeah, thank God Sandstorm when he played. Like, I remember Low Tier City and a few other tournaments where Sandstorm played Lin Fei. Um, he did not play a two attack, which is good. I think he played Dex, but. He might have played Dex for the Delight there. I assume so. Delight there? Yeah, yeah. Or he could have played Speed. I have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, what do you think should be like the definition? Wait, wait, no, that's that that won't make sense. Do you think that um a lot of bigger esports orgs are going to be entering Brahalla in the near future, probably like within the next year from now? Uh, I can guarantee you, not many esports orgs aren't going to be entering now, and it's not even because esports orgs aren't looking to them. If I remember correctly, uh, Sandstorm on stream on a Valorant stream was talking about how he won't sign to a team until lands come back for the sole reason of orgs really don't give him much so looking into the near future for sure but not in the near near future yeah so i think we're gonna get a full swing of people getting signed when lands come back and uh i think i made a video like a while ago talking about will bcx swings when one happen in person it is possible but you never know like bcx 2019 was the previous land we had we haven't had a land in over a year, probably over a year and a half or something. But you never know. It could come back for DreamHack Atlanta because Atlanta DreamHack is scheduled for this year. But it could be canceled out of the blue and we're going to have to wait until 2022. But yeah. I guess the other issue is, with, even if you do have a land, it'd be kind of scummy to have a land that like all of the American players can travel to. But not any international players. Yeah, it would just be like an American invitation. Yeah, it it would kind of be unentertaining, I guess, because like you wouldn't miss out on so many fantastic players. Like uh, we got Fiend and Wesley from South America. Yeah, yeah. Or Alice from Australia. We got the resident king of Tiger from Southeast Asia. You know, even then, do you think they're even if they do have BCX, right? Do you think yeah. they're gonna format it like uh last year where they had uh the invitational only? Not not online, but like they're gonna fly out people and that genuinely be fun to watch. Yeah, but I don't think that's gonna be possible because I saw a tweet about would BCX come back and I saw that not a lot of people that everybody not might not be able to get vaccinated in time for the tournament, which is November isn't a isn't too far away from now, but it it's still like it may not happen, but it could happen if you but I I since the vaccine race is like getting heated or something, I kinda don't think that the international players are gonna be able to fly out, but you never know. Yeah, vaccine policy is weird. Speaking of which, uh what do you think Professor Vrax would be giving vaccines? <laughs> oh my god. Do you uh, think he'd be giving us vaccines? 
I have no idea. Like, who's a Doctor's game? I have no idea. I don't know if there's a Doctor's game in the game, except for Mike. But maybe Professor Brax kind of makes sense because of his Rocket Lance. Yeah, he's going to the Rocket Lance skin from his Professor Brax skin that came out in the Back to School event last year. They make sense for, like, the vaccine, but they kind of are a little violent to put vaccines in you, so... I'll imagine getting vaccinated by a silent nair. Yeah, vaccinated. That would hurt. Oh, no. IRL, that would hurt a lot. But we've been doing this. I really hope we've done this for 30 minutes. This may be our first 30-minute episode. We're going to try and make these episodes like 30 minutes or something, but we're going to go for a little bit longer, guys. Do you have anything and... else that's interesting to talk about? Because, I mean... We really need a good esports tournament to talk about. Like skipping drama, skipping all of that. What was the most hype esports tournament for you, Phantom? Uh, I haven't really, um, I haven't played in a lot of tournaments, but I one of the most hype I've seen is definitely one of the BCXs. I can't tell which one. It's either 2018 or 19, which is probably the most hype. Or maybe it was 2019 because a lot of announcements, like Volkov got announced, the mobile version got announced, like there's the new update with the new WWE crossover, like Austin Creed, the host of Bob Up Down Down, or Xavier Woods, whatever, he got to cast the Pro Series Super Finals. You obviously know the stack tournament, the main event tournament, like Sandstorm winning his third world championship, Boomy winning his second. That was probably the most hyped, honestly, but I, I never even thought about doing that because I wasn't in playing Brahalla at the time. I waited until 2020 to get in on the scene. <laughs> hey, it's never too late to start now, and that includes you, viewers at home. If you'd like to go play in Brahalla attorneys, might as well start here at smash.gg slash bhcommunity. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that is the site. They just made it a completely new site for making tournaments happening. Like you don't need to like scour tournaments like going to the Brawlhalla on Smash GG, like on the Smash GG homepage, go to Brawlhalla and then see all and then find tournaments. You can just go there. It's I think it's called the Brawlhalla Community Initiative. Yeah, BC. Oh no, it's called the CTI. BCTI. I know. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. So um, if you uh, this is not going to be the episode. We're going to talk a little about this, but if you guys want to check out more episodes, um, if you guys want to get early access to like snippets of episodes, you can go check out our Google Podcast page. It's going to be the link in the description on YouTube. And remember that this is going to be for the YouTube video. It's only going to be for the YouTube video, but go check out go check out this podcast on Google Podcast. That's going to be one of the links in the description. And yeah, that's pretty much it for that. And what's one more topic you want to? One more topic you want? I want to mention. Yeah. Huh. I mean, what like broken weapons? What what do you think is current meta? Because we really haven't spoken about current meta of weapons. We've only spoken about path meta. We've spoken about what future meta might look like, but nothing about the present. So, what's the scene looking like for you? Like especially well, the next game. Well, the great sword. The Greatsword users have died out because not a lot of Greatsword players are in tournaments anymore. Um, because, thank the lord, Greatsword players are just fading out. Like, it was, like, not 
it wasn't the best. It was way worse than now when Great Sword was still in it. Like, <laughs> I can remember that the Boomy vs. Ethan Lucia quarterfinal match of uh, BCX 2020 was called the People's Grand Finals because um both Boomy and Ethan were not playing a Great Sword character. And you guys obviously know Snowy was the highest ranked player who did not play Great Sword as. Sandstorm, Wrench, most of the top eight, except for players like Santi, Remy. I think well, I can name the entire thing. Santi, Remy, Ethan, Boomy, Snowy. I, I'm not sure if that's all of them, but I do remember the guys I just mentioned. But a lot of the players in the game, just not just in, in A, but also EU, they play Greatsword. And um, Greatsword won both events with Pavelski in EU over. Another great sword and sandstorm in NA over wrench who actually swapped to his Asuri pick he had played with for so long in the, the last game of the grand finals his last chance to win but unfortunately he failed to win. Hmm. But still, you know that that tournament was honestly fantastic to watch with the announcements with the people the casters. Toda and the casters team and Bagel. Bagel was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Bagyar was also really high. We got our first glimpse of Bagyar, but a lot of people call him Ghost Armor. But then in January this year, everyone knew knew their name and Bagyar is genderless. I we mentioned in the previous episode. Bagyar is genderless. We saw what they looked like. And we obviously know that Magyar is a great character, despite being a great sword. His sigs are amazing. Um, he's one of my favorite characters concept-wise. So, yeah. We're going to spend three more minutes here because I think it's going to be like a 40-minute something episode. Fine by me. But, huh. Going back to Magdra. I don't know. We talk about Magdra a lot. <laughs> if you haven't Yeah. Like, maybe we can episode... Maybe we can name an episode like Simping for Souls. Simping for That's soul. kind of based. That's Professional kind of Soul. Um, I have no idea what to call no, no, an episode no. where we just talk about how good Magyar is or something, but I don't think that's good. Wait, have you seen a single Magyar in top eight? Magyar, not yet, but it not is yet. possible. It is possible, but do wow. I? So Reno before Magyar, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird because Cody Travis got top six. I think Cody Travis actually got top six at Parsec. Maybe it was top six or eight, but Cody no, Travis did play Reno the entire. A parsec, and he did place really well. He did that incredible zero to death on Ethan, that got a lot of people thinking that he flipped him off. But um, yeah, that drama from B six one nineteen is done for. Although some people still bring it up, but it's funny because at this point we all know it's a joke it now, and then we all yeah, it's a joke. Cody yeah, Trump. at least they made at least they made a meme of the community just show the picture of uh Cody Travis like going to town on Ethan. So yeah. Um, I don't think there's a lot of other things to talk about besides that, and, um, pretty much, there's a few other podcasts, tell me if you want to collab with some of them, I'm talking to my chat, by the way, maybe we can get some uh, special guests on here, because we're only on, like, two episodes old, but maybe we can do something, because it is, a lot of podcasts last for a long time, we're just getting started, me and Azit are getting started on something really nice with this podcast.
Um, wait, are you gonna say something, Azen? I, I I don't know what to say at this point. I'm just very thankful that you've brought me on. It's been a pleasure to host this with you so far. Yeah, it's only been two episodes, but I appreciate that. It's only been two episodes, anyway. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening, listening. For watching. Thank you guys for listening, watching, whatever platform. Thank you for tuning into this. Um, be sure to, if you're watching this on Twitter, go to the links in the description to follow both of us on Twitter. And um, be sure to go check out and get snippets of new episodes. The Google Podcast page, once again, link in the description for YouTube. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So me and Aizen, we'll see you for another episode. Leaving Goodbye, the Craig bot. We use the Craig bot to record our messages. So don't leave yet, Aizen. Um, Craig, you're gone. See you later, guys.